This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Unsportsmanlike. ESPN phone tag, where an ESPN guest has to then pick the next guest. Joe Buck is confirmed for this Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go! Joe Buck at 9.15 on Monday. And Mike Bob. <laughs> Very much looking forward to that ESPN phone tag. Our guest bit that we're doing on the show where each guest gets to pick the next guest. Each big ESPN guest gets to pick the next one. Grinny was our first one. And now Joe Buck joining us 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Produced by uh, Nuno Harbaugh. Nuno Harbaugh? Nuno Harbaugh. Oh, you don't know about Nuno? Nuno, our producer, his last name's not Harbaugh? Go on. Well, um, just moments ago, I was walking the halls, and Killer Mike, our New York producer here, based at the Seaport, just actually told me that Nuno has asked Mike to set up a camera in the hallways to film CeCe during the breaks because he's late for the segments. So I thought that maybe it was Nuno Harbaugh trying to spy on you during the breaks. Nuno Belichick? Oh. No, I, Harbaugh. Nuno, Nuno Belichick? Har- Harbaugh. Because yeah, it is filming the walk through yeah. the hall. So. Yeah. How do you feel about this, that he wants cameras? I feel like it's a violation of privacy. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I, don't, I feel like that's an overstep. See, and it's an instance where I might have to get HR involved. Mm. Yeah. First of all, it's the hallways. It would be your interactions when, when you're trying to get, I don't know, Jay Williams on the show or Alan Hahn on the show, that type of thing. That's well, what it would be for Well, there's content. the assumption that what I'm doing in the hallways would not be recorded in any way, shape, or fashion. That's what I thought. Yeah, because if you come into a building and you're being recorded and they don't have any placards or signs that say you are being recorded – that's a violation of your privacy. Mm. Really? You might be breaking the law. I don't know. That's Depends a, on the state. Nah, that seems like <laughs> someone you know did a Google search and saw something on YouTube and it was just like, ah, this makes sense. Mm. All I know is what I've been told. Mm. I'm just here so CeCe doesn't get fined. I'm just saying. Nuno, yeah, I, I mean, just think it's an overstep. We don't need that. But Nuno, typical you know, dictator producer. That's why we call him Jip, Kim Jong-Nuno. <laughs> I don't know what you just said, but I agree with you. Kim Jong Nuno. Oh, Kim Jong Nuno. Yes, yeah, I like Kim that. Kim Jong Nuno. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You're right about dictator, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Uh, you guys can tune in for college football action tomorrow. Utah and Oregon, presented by Dr Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Well, all Mike, right. Yes, Micah Parsons is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. He's got a podcast, the Edge Podcast with Micah Parsons, and uh, this week he had some interesting things to say about the best team in the NFL. Number one will have to be the Philadelphia Eagles. No one has stopped the tush push yet. Javante Smith could be A.J. Brown's number one receiver. Jason Kelsey, Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson will be a Hall of Famer. They're very special. Their DB core, Darius Slay, crazy talent. James Bradbury, and I know you saw the trade. He just got Kevin Byard. Very special to see. Obviously, I know I was high on Jalen Carter before he even got the Philly. I don't know how he fell to them. Without a doubt, very special group. It's very special to see what they've done. And they still have Reddick. They still have Sweat. I don't believe they have any weaknesses on their team. There is Philadelphia Eagles fan Michael Parsons who plays for the Cowboys. Yeah, here's the thing. On his face, I didn't have a problem with it because we all got eyes. We all know that the Eagles are the class of the NFC, right? We have the fewest amount of questions about them in comparison to anybody else in the conference. But Michael Parsons 
is 10 toes down with the Dallas Cowboys. That's his team. They have championship aspirations. And in order for them to get to where they want to go, they quite literally have to go through the Philadelphia Eagles not once but twice at a minimum. Got a problem with him if he was my teammate saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in football. That's not how. That's not something that we need to be saying publicly, even though that might be something that we're talking about privately in that locker room. And even then, it might be a bridge too far to to automatically say that they're a better team than us. Because that's what you're saying. You're saying they're the best team in football. That means they're better than you are. I don't know that that's the message that you want to be saying as the best player on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I appreciate his honesty because it's it's – Something that we all know. We know how special the Eagles are. He just went position by position and explained why they're so great. But when you have Dak Prescott coming out saying, and I'm paraphrasing, the haters are really loud. We can't do anything about it. It's going to make it that much sweeter when we win the Super Bowl. Not if we win, but when we win. You want everybody else on your team to keep that same energy. Even if you know the Eagles are great and you think that maybe they're a step above you, publicly you can't acknowledge that. As a media member, I love it because I appreciate his honesty. But if I was a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, I wouldn't feel great about that. I want my players to feel like they're the best and that they're going to be the best. There is a slippery slope here because I think about where we are now versus where you were when you played. Micah Parsons is, in essence, doing what we do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. He's also doing what you used to do for a living. Yeah. He's just doing it at the same time. And so I think about you specifically with this, CC, in that you were a player, stopped, then became a host slash media member slash analyst, all of the above. Sure. If you had to do them both at the same time, you're going to break down other teams in a way that if you do it the exact same way you do it now and you are also still a player, it's weird. I don't know how else to say no, it. No, right? it's not. You just tell a sports lie. That's what you do. Go ahead. Tell uh, me what that's that what means. you do. Yeah, you tell a sports lie. Well, we talked about it yesterday between you know players and front office personnel. What you say might not necessarily be the truth, but it's the easiest path for both parties moving forward, right? If you're going to move forward in a relationship together, it creates all of the right feels. So once upon a time, I left the New York Giants. I was cut by the Giants in 2013, and I signed with the Baltimore Ravens. And people were asking me. Is Joe Flacco a better quarterback than than Eli Manning? Is Joe Flacco elite? And you know what I said? Joe Flacco has an amazing deep ball. And you <laughs> deflect. You know why I said that? Because there's no universe in which Joe Flacco should be viewed as a better quarterback than Eli Manning, even though he was just coming off of winning the Super Bowl and getting a bag. There's no comparing the two quarterbacks. But I said Joe Flacco throws the best deep ball in the NFL, even better than Eli Manning. You know why I said it? Because it was the easiest thing to do, knowing that Joe Flacco was going to be my current teammate and Eli Manning was my past teammate. So sometimes, Micah Parsons, it's okay to lie, especially when you're in it and you're talking about a team in your own division. But he's not being asked questions. He's doing a show. I was just going to bring that up. Well, he's up. doing a show for Bleacher Report. It's his podcast, but it's for Bleacher right. Report. Yes. He can so pick there's the some, so th- But there's somebody that's paying him to do it, yeah. and certainly the Eagles are going to be spicy because they just made the trade for an all-pro safety and Kevin Byard. So there is a method to the madness in terms of what he's got to talk about. He's got to talk about what people are interested in hearing from, especially from his perspective. So I get that he's doing a different job. He's wearing a different hat than we typically see him wearing on Sundays. And so, yes, there is a world that exists where being objective has its place. 
It's not in a podcast in the middle of the season when you are talking about a team in your division being better than your current team is. So when you are a player and you go to meet the media, you understand that you're going out there as a representative of your team, right? You're just you're you're kind of expecting them to ask you things to get you to say something. They can to ask make a Smalls. They can ask me whatever they want. I'm going to write the story for them. They going add. They can ask me whatever exactly. question they want, but I'm going to write the story. Exactly. And, and, and in writing the story, I'm going to avoid the landmines. And in this instance, Michael Parsons jumped on the landmine and saying that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. But isn't it a difference when you're going to write the story for them and avoid the landmines rather than you're the host of the show and you're writing the story yourself? Like there's no one guiding you there and you giving the narrative that you want. In this instance, he's making the headlines himself by whatever he says. So that. If we're going to look at it through that lens, then the critique that CC I, I would say that we would have here is, why are you picking that as a topic? In other words, if it's your show and you're Michael Parsons and you're on the Cowboys, when you know the answer to who the best team is in the NFL is not going to be your team, maybe go a different direction, right? No. It's like, hey, let's talk about who the greatest New York Giant defender is of all time. Offense. The answer is not going to be Chris Canty. Why do we have to go down that? Like, you're not better than Lawrence Taylor, breaking news, right? And and you never even thought you were. You never even said such a thing. Maybe go in a different direction. He went down that path of best team in the NFL knowing his team is not a candidate for that. Well, he, and, and the biggest rival is. Well, he's trying to make his podcast as big as he possibly can. And it worked. And talking about the Philadelphia Eagles when you're a Dallas Cowboys is a big thing. And it's a success because we're sitting here to, on our show, a national drive time radio show, talking about Michael Parsons' podcast. Right. So mission accomplished for him and mission accomplished for BR, who's paying him to do the podcast. So I, I guess my whole point is I'll acknowledge that there is a different agenda when it comes to Micah doing his podcast versus Micah, the teammate, the football player. What I'm simply saying is, in this instance, telling a little bit of a sports lie might have been the better way to go. Or even just prefacing the comments outside of my current team, this is the team that I think yeah. is the best in football. That's a good way to do so it. So he could have done that as well. He chose not to do it. It probably made it spicier. But on the whole, when we look at the Dallas Cowboys – that's how we're going to judge them. It's not about what they do in the regular season, except for when they play the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah. because that gives us a little bit of a prelude to what we can expect once this team gets to the playoffs, if they do, in fact, get to the playoffs. So that's all we care about is whether or not the Cowboys can get it done when it matters the most. And that's how we view Dak Prescott as well. Can he get it done when it matters the most? I love Dak's perspective on the criticism that the Cowboys face and the enhanced media attention, the scrutiny that comes along with wearing that star. But at the same time, nobody cares about what you do during a regular season except for when you lose. The only time we're going to give you pats on the back, we're going to give you your kudos, is when you go or if you go on a deep playoff run. And for us, that's getting to the championship rounds. You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. If you were on the Cowboys, would you be bothered by the idea of one of your teammates saying that your biggest rival is the best team in the NFL? Or is he just telling the truth? I mean, which is the, the case. They may be the best team in the NFL. They're certainly the best team in the NFC. There's no question about that. Here's the thing. The truth is overrated sometimes. It just is. Like It's like when your wife is wearing something that she probably shouldn't be wearing and she asks you how it looks. 
you can't exactly say, hey, baby, that looks ugly. Just saying, there's a way to frame the truth sometimes. And sometimes there's a time where you shouldn't tell the truth at all. Just putting it out there. I wouldn't even go down that path that you just went on even presenting that hypothetical. You wouldn't? No. Meaning that his wife is then thinking to him, how many times have you lied to me about how I look? She'll never freaking know. I want to know She'll never. She'll never know. And that's the point. She'll never know. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Unsportsmanlike. I cooked a chicken parm the likes that the Eastern Seaboard has never seen. Unsportsmanlike, the show in the morning, rated it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 is not bad. I don't need you siding with them, okay? I uh, hey, listen, listen. Whoa, whoa, there are whoa, times whoa, I'm going to need you blindly whoa. behind me. And this is one of them. You're talking about unsportsmanlike. I call them unlistenable, okay? If it's if it was one way or another, they're wow. the name. No, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm going to be on with them tomorrow. I'm going to wake up early. They're going to mock me for 10 minutes, and then they're going to hang up on me. It's the same bit every week. Want to remind people that ESPN Radio is the home for the MLB playoffs and World Series, of course, coming up. The playoffs, we had coverage all day during all the, the early rounds. I really thoroughly enjoyed the early round playoff coverage because... Carlin versus Joe was bumped, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, they're preempted. Yeah, they're preempted. Yeah, preempted. We don't yeah, have to preempted. worry about it, yeah. Um, uh, by the way, Joe Fortenbaugh happens to join us here now uh, on Sportsman Like with Evan Canty and Michelle, coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. I-, I have an issue with everyone right now, whoever responded. I think it was Pat that responded. I think that Carlin's chicken parm actually looks great. That Chris Carlin made a, a phenomenal-looking chicken parm, and the 7 out of 10 or whatever we gave it uh, seven is, is actually low, as a matter of fact. If we can show that on ESPNU it, it, coming up here, I think it's a very nice-looking chicken parm. Hello, Joe. First of all, Carlin versus Joe gets bumped for nobody, okay? We actually went longer on those days nah. during the baseball playoffs. Nah. So let's get the facts right. <laughs> wow. That, that, that society was asking for additional society. radio coverage. <laughs> but it is very nice to be with the three of you again on this fine Friday morning. How is everybody doing? Good. What, tell us about this chicken parm. What did you get? What is your grade for Carlin's 
cooking here because CC I'm sure knows something about this working with him forever I can't, I can't do this again I spent half my day yesterday hearing about this chicken parm and then in addition to that why isn't Bouchagras responding why isn't he weighing in I don't understand I need validation it's like alright enough's enough can we do a sports show here and please get ready for a huge game tonight between Syracuse and Virginia Tech that's what I would like to focus on please now those those cries fell on deaf ears. But the chicken parm does look good. I, I, am, I, I know nothing about the culinary world. Nothing. I know what I like, but I know nothing about it. So I, I have no credibility whatsoever when it comes to grading something like this. You guys went 7 of 10. Like I said, I, I did not think that was a slap in the face to him, but he, he took that very personally. We weren't asked. No, that, that responded. Well, that was Pat Costello taking liberties with our social media yeah. account. Oh, I, 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 I'm not going to disrespect Carlin's culinary skills. I don't either. He was my I partner for a over nine. a year, and I will say this: the man knows good food. Yeah, I, anytime beautiful. you want to find good food, just find the 300 pounders. We can tell you what's good <laughs> and what's not. Pound for yes. pound, pound for pound, the biggest show on ESPN Radio. But pound for pound, I don't think anybody loves to eat more food than we did. Yeah. I think that's very well said. I, I, who am I to sit here and look at him and then tell him he does not know what he's talking about in that world, right? Like, he obviously has a sense of what's going down. So, I, like I said, I saw the 7 of 10. I thought it was complimentary. Um, we'll see if Bouchagras ever weighs in on it. But um, he was on a plane last night to Texas. He's very excited for the World Series. He's a Rangers fan. Um, fun fact, if you get a chance to talk to him, he was sitting next to Brian Kenny. Kenny was asleep. And Carlin needed to get out to go use the restroom, but he didn't want to wake up Kenny. So he was just sitting there uh, in, in purgatory <laughs> texting us about his problems while we all just found it to be quite humorous. That is funny. That's that is funny. Note. All right, Joe, let, let's actually get into the games here. Then we'll, we'll start where we normally end, which is your pick of the week. Let's make sure we get that in. You've complained that we don't have enough time for the one game that has the winks, the double winks, yeah. et cetera. So let's actually start there, Joe. Okay, so the Wink game uh, won two weeks ago. It got blown out last week. It got absolutely blown out. Thankfully, we were out of that game so early we didn't have to track it very long. If I'm going to give you the Wink-Wink game in college football this week, it's going to be Troy minus 6.5 over Texas State. Get it before it gets to 7. Troy undervalued in the market. They started the season something like 1-2, and two, but they've ripped off four wins since. They are 3-1 and one against the spread in that stretch. The defense has been incredible. They're giving up like 8 points per game during that run. Troy minus 6.5 would be the wink-wink game of the week. Joe, looking at the NFL slate in week eight, seemingly one of the games of the week is the Bengals off the bye week visiting the 49ers. I don't know how we found ourselves in a world where we're debating whether or not the offense would be the same if Brock Purdy's the quarterback versus Sam Donald <laughs> being the quarterback. But I do want to ask you, from a gambler's perspective, what's the value of Brock Purdy over Sam Donald being the starting quarterback as it pertains to how it impacts the line in this week's matchup? Very good question, because in matchups where we see a guy, like I remember back in the day, uh, a few years ago, Aaron Rodgers went down with an injury. Jordan Love stepped in. The line moved like seven and a half points. Like a guy like that to a drop-off to Jordan Love. It's not to knock Love. It's just not like, like Nick Foles used to get a lot of credit because he was very competent in the backup role, and we hadn't seen much of Love. So when you go from from top-tier elite to just standard backup, sometimes you're talking about a touchdown uh, of movement. You're not really seeing that here. This game opened around... San Francisco minus five and a half. It got down to three and a half. So that's two points of movement, but it didn't land on the key number three. And now we've seen it move back up to four. So the drop from Purdy to Darnold still up in the air. Maybe it's two points right now, but not two points through a key number. That's worth mentioning. If it had moved through three, then that would be more significant. It did not. So 
It's something, but it's not a whole lot right now. But again, the bookmakers are trying to figure this out too. I don't think they have a great read on the situation. They have a good read. As for a pick in the game, I'd play Cincinnati. It's sitting plus four right now. I got no problem taking the points. I'll play it on the money line too, somewhere around plus 180. I like them to win the game. Situationally, it's a bad spot for the Niners. Back-to-back road games. You go to the Eastern time zone to lose to Cleveland. Monday night, you travel to Minnesota. You got the short week coming back. Debo's out. McCaffrey's banged up. Purdy's banged up. Trent Williams is banged up. And then you got uh, Cincinnati coming in with two weeks of rest for this game. It's a great spot. Cincinnati started slow in each of the last two years. They started slow this season. Wouldn't be surprised if they look great in this game. This is where we see value. Cincinnati plus four, and I play them on the money line too. Joe, we're starting the World Series, Rangers and Diamondbacks. Where are we going? How are we laying some money on this World Series? I think this is going to be a competitive series, so there's a few ways to play it. Number one, I think the Diamondbacks are too big of an underdog when we're just talking about value propositions, right? Like, I'm not going to come out here and say, I really love the Diamondbacks to win the series, but when you price a $60 stake at $40, I am going to see opportunity there, and I'm going to buy that stake, and I'm going to eat it as we circle it all the way back to the culinary angle that we opened with here. Uh, so I do see an opportunity with the Diamondbacks. I like them a little bit in game one as well because they're sitting somewhere like plus 145, plus 150. You go into Citizens Bank Park down three games to two. You beat the Phils in game six and game seven. That's going to be a major confidence booster. That's like Teddy Atlas's famous line about boxers or UFC fighters. Like the, the t- when, when you win a title for the first time, you automatically become 10% better. Just just from a confidence and a mental standpoint, you ultimately become 10% better right away. And I think that's going to happen to Arizona here. So you can play how many games this series goes. I would bet over five and a half games for the series. You can bet the Diamondbacks plus one and a half games. I would play that. I'd play them in game one. Not to say they go out there and sweep them or anything. I just think it's going to be more competitive than the market is pricing it. Joe, bouncing back to the NFL, we always talk about market overreactions. It's hard not to overreact to the Ravens. Week 7 trouncing of the Detroit Lions, 38-6. to Looking at the Ravens this week, they're on the road against Arizona. I know home field is usually worth three points in the NFL, but the Ravens are laying nine and a half points on the road. Is that too rich for the Ravens, or is that about right in your perspective? Shy of 10, I would play this. It's not my top play. I've got a few others I like that we can rattle off real quick, but it's on my card this week. I'm definitely playing it. Um, the, the concern here is the letdown spot for the Ravens. They have the big win over Detroit, and you think, all right, maybe they come out a little bit flat here. It's Arizona. You're on the road. The thing is, they've already had two letdown spots. They let down against the Colts, and then they let down against the Steelers. i got to figure this week has been all about not reading your press clippings and playing more consistent football. Ronnie Stanley joined us on the radio show earlier this week. He said that's been a message. Like, they have to play more consistent. So if you get a good Ravens effort, a good focused effort, I like them to cover the number. Arizona started feisty, right? Early in the season, they were competitive. They beat the Cowboys. After that Cowboy win, they've played four games. They've lost all four by double digits. Like, they're right back to who we thought they were at the beginning of the season. I'd lay it with Baltimore. Joe, we're going to get your top plays, but we're going to do it on Greeny. Because we're in for Greeny. We're going to talk to you then at 11.20 a.m. Eastern time. uh, Because I get fined if I don't break on time here. I owe everybody a dollar. So I have to now get out because you're not worth me paying money for. I know the rules. The fact that I'm valued at less than a dollar is something that'll sit with me for at least the weekend. But thank you very much. Hey, pump that Greeny spot because I got Tyson Fury bets for you as well for Saturday. We're coming in hot. All right, you better sing like he does coming up in two hours. (laughs) Joe Fortenbach, Harlan versus Joe. We'll get into our ESPN Radio Pick'em next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. 
The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Here we go. Time for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. What? what? B- before we do the Pick'em Challenge, yes, I want to I want to be shown on the record Ooh. and heard on the record putting my $2 into the bad take jar for being late in the last hour. I was late coming back from a break, and I want to have accountability in this way, even though I am – Adamantly opposed, vehemently opposed to retroactive penalties and mm-hmm. fines. I'm going to go along with what you guys suggest right. and mm-hmm. pay the $2 fine. So I'm putting $20 in the jar and taking $18 out. Okay. Okay. So there we go. There we go. My $2 is paid. But that's 20 no, he took 18 Oh, he took 18. Out. Sorry. Now, because Nuno... Did he not listen to no, what I said? No, he was not listening. I wasn't. Okay. He wasn't I'm going to tell you why I wasn't. I was why, why is that? Go ahead, Nuno. Say what you got to say. Just say it on the air, please. The NFL <laughs> retroactively fines people, right? You don't get a penalty on the field, but they will later on during that week look at it and Fair. be like, you know what? Here's a fine. And here's, that's what's happened the, here. Here's the problem with what you're saying, Nuno. You know, when you report the training camp... The team gives you the NFL rule book, and you have to sign a document that says you received the rule book and that you are basically, you know, allow, the allowing the NFL to impose Uh-oh. said fines on you based on the schedule that's outlined. All right, if you that's what you're doing. If you want, I will draw something up, print it out, have Mike deliver it to you guys, and you'll sign that says. That, I love that, that that's idea. Fi- that's I love fine, that but idea. it's still after the fact. Like I did, I was not aware that being late back from a segment resulted in a fine of two dollars. Nobody told me that. Yeah, but you know well, what? We the Constitution gets up. amendments all the time. Exactly, exactly. that's my it, point. So. We could make the rule up, and then from thenceforth be able to impose the rule. Right. Once it's in the jar, though, it can't be taken out. So it's uh, over. It's, it's, it's over. over. I'm not. I'm listen. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm against it, but I'm going along with it because everybody on the show, everybody on the team, seems to be in support of it. 
Yeah, it seems to make some sense. Okay, it there we go. It's done. Sense. All right, let's okay. get, all, let's get all right. on with the pickup challenge. All right, let's but, go. but before we do that, Unsportsmanlike is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. All right, we're bouncing back a little bit. We've got a winning record here. We pick three games every single week yes. against our teammates on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, 15-6 and six on the year. Game night, 15-6. and six. Freddie and Harry, 13-8. and eight. We are 11-10. and 10. Amber and Ian, 8 and 13 and Greeny and Hembo 6 and 15. Wow. Three games this week. Jaguars minus two and a half at the Steelers. Where are we going, guys? I like like the Jags in this one, you guys. But I also know that it's a show rule that we don't pick against Mike Tomlin. That's a great point. I I have a hard time going against Mike Tomlin, too. They had an impressive road win against the Los Angeles Rams, and Kenny Pickett seemed to have figured out when you throw it to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Good things usually happen. He was a combined 10 of 14 targeting those guys for over 180 yards. So to me, if Kenny Pickett continues to do more of the same and what we saw in the second half where he was a perfect 6 for 6 targeting those dudes, then I think the Steelers will be able to take care of business at home against the Jacks. Give me the Steelers at home as a dog getting two and a half. Mm. I am the... The captain of the Don't Pick Against My Tomlin fan club, right? I love Mike Tomlin. I've hyped him up a million times on this show. Except when he's going up against greatness, you can also factor in the other side of it. Like, he lost the Patriots yeah. a bunch. He lost your Ravens. Like, it's okay to lose to greatness at times. Trevor Lawrence is greatness. Oh, he didn't lose to the Ravens this year, though. Well, no, I'm saying I was pointing at you when you were playing. <laughs> when you were playing, I'm saying. Okay, all right. So, I think we are underrating how good the Jaguars actually are and how they have kind of come into their own here. I think I would pick, if it were up to me individually, I'd pick the Jaguars. It's not well, it's up to two, me It's two on one, so I guess we're going Jags and we're laying the two and a half points with Jacksonville on the road. That's what we're doing. That's how what, I feel. What, what about Glow Rilla being at the facility? And okay, shout, now let's Shout out Mike Tomlin and Saw coming it. and hanging out. I'm Saw just, it. you know. Yeah. She wasn't in full uniform, or was she? It depends on how you she, want to look she, at it. She was in her full uniform, but it wasn't full she had, uniform. She had shoulder pads on. Right. She did, but do you think the Steelers are going to be like, let's go win this for Glorilla? Uh, no, I'm just saying good vibes around the building. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good, yeah, good, good vibes. Good vibes around the building. For those who don't know who she is, Pat Costello, who is she? He doesn't know who she is. That's what I'm saying. So explain who she oh, is. Okay, Glorilla's a rapper. Yeah. Glorilla's a rapper. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm sure that she loves my I'm sure that Javante can find something love? on the board that we can place for some rejoin music. But she's a big Steelers fan, yes. black and yellow and all of that stuff. So, yes. yeah, she was excited to see Mike Tomlin. I'm just saying good vibes, positive energy around the building. Maybe that could be a part of what propels the Steelers to get a win this weekend. A little I'm positive program. A- as an underdog. Yeah, exactly. over my so, okay, so as a show, we're going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're laying the two well, Yeah, the two of us did that. Okay, yeah. so I, that's happening. By the way, is that I natural hair or is that extensions for Glorilla? I don't know well, what her hair situation long is. hair. Did you notice that? How long her hair was. I was amazed by that. Rams you think at, that's her real hair? That's what I was asking. <laughs> Rams at Cowboys. Dear God in heaven. Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by six. Yeah, I love the Cowboys in this spot. I mean, at home, they have the best defensive QBR of any team in the National Football League. Opponent quarterbacks are averaging a 25 QBR. That pass rush is going to heat up the Los Angeles Rams. They're going to heat up Matt Stafford. The Rams have the 27th ranked pass block win rate going up against the defensive front that has the number one pass rush win rate. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to force Matt Stafford into some mistakes, and that Cowboys defense is going to take advantage of it.
I clearly like the Cowboys in this situation, too, of. Up to you. You're the deciding factor. No, I was going to go. No, it's two on one. We, we, it's two, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's two, two on one. one. Yeah. That's right. Majority, I'm going to tell you, the, the truth is I would have gone with whatever the majority was. And the reason I say that is, is I could left? see – no, I could see either team winning this game. I could see the Rams going on the road and beating the Cowboys. I could see the Cowboys beating the Rams. Now, uh, Mike McCarthy historically has been very good after a bye. They have a bye last week, so maybe we factor that in as well. Cowboys minus six, no issue with that whatsoever. Last one. This is tricky. Browns at the Seahawks. This Seahawks are favored one. by four. We know Deshaun Watson is not playing. The The initial thought, guys, that comes to my mind is at what point did the fact that the Browns have little to no quarterback play catch up to them? They've won the last couple of weeks. They beat the Niners with a mishmash at quarterback. P.J. Walker for part of it. Deshaun Watson for the other part of it. It's not like, as CeCe has pointed out many times, it's not like P.J. Walker has been very good. He's just been a part of a very good defensive team that can hold teams down. But last week they did put up a bunch of points against Indy. Seahawks minus by minus four is probably what my lean would be personally. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Seahawks minus four. Listen, the Seahawks the last two games, they've had five turnovers. Now, one was a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. The other one was uh, a game that was closer than it should have been against the Arizona Cardinals. That being said, Pete Carroll is preaching to Geno Smith in that offense, take care of the football, going up against the best defense in all of football. And they know that their defense can be the difference going up against the P.J. Walker-led Cleveland Browns offense. So rule number one for Pete Carroll and Geno Smith this week, do no harm, no self-inflicting wounds, including no turnovers. If they starve that Browns defense of turnovers, this should be a comfortable cover for Seattle. Yeah, Seattle in the last three games, they allowed 10 points per game, 237 yards per game in the last three games. And if we're not getting great quarterback play from Cleveland, I like them in this spot. All right, so we got the Jaguars minus two and a half, which CC does not agree with. We've got the Cowboys minus six, which I could go either way on that one. Seahawks minus four, we're all in on. Yeah, let the record be shown that I was on Steelers plus two and a half. Then let the record be shown that I was on the Rams and the Cowboys. So either way, I'm going to no, win. No, that doesn't. That doesn't that's, not how the, that's not how that works. It's not? No, it's not sure how that works. That? I just want to make sure I, I maintain the possibility of having a veto for our picks next week. That's all I'm saying. And if so, we'll call it the Glorilla Veto. The Glorilla. I, Small, I see what you did right Smalls there. Smalls has a veto. It's her great-grandfather, as a matter of fact. Uh, veto. Who had the dog named okay. what? Frankie? Frank, well, what's the dog's name? Frankie Smallman. Frankie Smalls. Yeah. 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 Okay. His name was Francisco Antonio. My dad's name is Anthony Frank, so the dog's name is Frank Anthony Smallman. Yeah, that's the greatest Frankie name Smalls. Ever. Frankie Such Smalls. Such a great number. Uh, number? Name. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, coming up, <laughs> we will have the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day slash week, but first, CeCe has this from Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Which head coach would you rather have long-term, Rob Sala or Brian Dable? Why are you pointing at me on this? No, because I, I think I know. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you do it. Because he's going to go Rob Sala? I, I, think, I think you're going to do it. I want to hear you do it. Because of I the, hear the Belichick I want to hear it from theory. you, Evan. Give it to me. What? Hey, phrasing. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you. Each and every day at this time, we give out our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day or the week. We got a couple of candidates today. Got that okay. Glorilla popping there on the bump that music, though. I see you, Javante, on the ones and twos. I see you. Here's nomination number one. So, Russell Wilson's wife is Sierra. Very good. Sometimes I say Sierra. Very good, um, Evan. He surprised her this week by renting out an entire Waffle House for them to celebrate her birthday, which was October 25th. There's nothing wrong with this. There's everything right with this. This is great. I give him a lot of credit. Everybody everybody rips Russell Wilson. I yeah. don't. Everybody else does. This is awesome, right? You know what your significant other likes. You have a couple of bucks to do things that maybe other people wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. And you take care of your significant other in that way. Awesome job by Russell Wilson. No, it's an awesome job. Awesome, uh, awesome job by Russell Wilson. He understood the assignment. I just want to ask you this one question, Smalls. Okay, I'm here. Has Russell Wilson ever been to a Waffle House before he started dating Sierra? No. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But if I no have, chance. you don't think he has? No chance he's ever been to a Waffle House yes, before he, he started dating her. No way. Are they no in, chance. So wait, he was in North Carolina, then he went to Wisconsin, right? Isn't that a Southern? Virginia, he's from Virginia. Or, he's from Virginia. Yeah. Are they in Virginia? Isn't it a Southern thing? It, it, I think there are some in Virginia. Yeah, it's, it's more of a Southern thing, a Southeast thing. Yeah. I wonder if he's even, like, growing up, you know, if that's part of your routine, you're going to Waffle House all the time. Because, like, growing up, we didn't have it in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. That was definitely something that was a down South phenomenon. You know, in the Northeast, there's more so the diner culture. Yeah. You know, when you go to the South, Waffle House is a thing. Big time thing. Especially after the club. But I'm just, I just thing. I just don't see my – I don't see Russell Wilson in college saying, hey, man, let's go hit that Waffle House <laughs> Uh, I don't see it. Hey, man, let's. Russell Wilson has. N- I, I can't. There's no world in which Russell Wilson, before he started dating Sierra, was a regular at a Waffle House. You think no he's chance. more of like a body's my temple type of guy? Like a kale yeah, smoothie? Yeah, exactly. Something so, like so that. So you exactly. think when he hears Waffle House, he thinks Joe Bros and not a restaurant? That the what? Jonas Brothers the, the, song. What? what? The Jonas Brothers song, Waffle House. How did you make that leap? I have no I'm I've saying never when even heard of that. I'm there, not I'm not following you. You've never heard of the Jonas Brothers song Waffle House? It no. was literally no. the song of the summer. I never heard of it. It was literally the song of the yeah, summer. Yeah, it was probably the number one song in the summer. Oh, I'm sorry. Did Ski that, he not play? That, that one that <laughs> one wrong. wasn't in rotation. I'm not saying for you guys, but it was definitely a song I've of the I've never heard that song. It was the number one what? song that we never heard of. Correct. Yes, you have. <laughs> never I've never heard, heard of it. Never heard, never heard of it. I couldn't name one Jonas Guaranteed. Brothers song right Waffle now. Waffle House. That's the song. But I'm saying I couldn't name one Jonas Brothers song. Here's another debate I've had with people Waffle House, Diner 
or not a diner? It's kind it's of a its chain. Thing. It's a chain. So if it's, it's a all, chain, it can't yeah. be a diner. It's all, yeah, exactly. Because the, the Northeast diners kick in a way that just, it's unbelievable. I love it. I yeah. love the Saturday afternoon, the Saturday lunch diner yeah. spot. Love amazing. Diner. Yeah, so here we, here, Smalls, we got to get to this now. So okay. is it a romantic gesture for Russell Wilson to buy out the Waffle House so they had celebrated an effort? Unquestionably. Okay, all right, yes. I just want to make sure. She loves it, and okay. he's doing something for her. I think okay. it's amazing. All right, I, yeah. I do too. I think it's a win. I think it's a win. Why are people hating on this? I didn't say anybody was hating on oh. it. I just thought it was a fun story to bring up. Oh, I thought you said that people were maligning him for this. For no, people reason. maligned him Well, there are other things everything. he could do yeah. based on the resources that he has available to him. He did just get a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Buying out the Waffle House, not necessarily the most baller move. But it's something <laughs> of a nostalgic. It's, it's something of a nostalgic thing for her, though. You know what I mean? So I could see that. I could understand. Yeah, uh, it's not about the price tag. It's about the meaning behind the gesture. Okay, uh, and that's not yeah. a small price tag either. To R- buy really? out a waffle house. How much okay. do you think it costs to buy out a waffle house? How much does it cost to buy out a waffle house? Probably out of my budget. <laughs> oh, stop, How stop. much do you think it is? If they said like, all right, we're gonna get two hours, so nobody can bother us. We're gonna have a private thousand bucks. No, <laughs> thousand bucks to More buy out a waffle that. to buy out a waffle house. For them to share a meal, how long you think it take? Let's keep in perspective the prices at the Waffle House now. How many? How many times would they flip over? I think like 30, 50 grand. No, no, way. no, no, no shot. No how many shot. times would they turn over the tables in two hours? Let's look at it that way. Three times, would you say? No. More? No, less, less, less. Because he probably less, rented it less. out for more than just an hour. So two, then, two. then go two, two go times. Two hours, so one, yeah. yeah. So then you're, you're selling out an entire, let's say there's 20 tables, just for argument's sake, and you're turning it over twice. So it's we're really 40, doing the math on Well, it's this? four. I'm just, yeah, we're trying to figure this out. Okay. 40 tables, and what do you want to say average bill is? 50 bucks? Probably. All right, so that's $2,000. I think it's more than that. <laughs> But These I'm saying, okay, so if it's, if it's $10,000, that's okay. That's a nice thing to do. Okay. No, we're not saying it's not, but it's not as pricey as you think it is. Well, what's the, if you're Russell Wilson, then does every gift have to be ten grand or above no, for it no. to be a good gift? I agree with you, and I think CeCe does too. I think it's no, it's KYP, know your personnel. Sure. Like, his wife loves the Waffle House, right? She may not love every fancy restaurant He's in probably never been to a Waffle House uh, before he see, met her. <laughs> see, but this is where he's hating. This not, is where he's not, hating. It's not hate. It's, it's a little hate. It yeah, he's like, this is delicious. Don't drink the orange juice, though. Don't drink the orange juice. Don't drink the orange juice. All right, next uh, nominee for Unsportsmanlike Moment of the Day. So World Series begins tonight. Diamondbacks and Rangers, of course, all the coverage, ESPN Radio. Tori Lovello is the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and there was a whole thing this week. Christopher Mad Dog Russo, of course, first take Wednesdays, 10 a.m. Eastern here on ESPN, um, said he would retire if the Diamondbacks came back down two and won those two games in Philly. They did that. Dog is yet to retire. Tori Lavello, the manager, had this to say about the doggy. Stephen A. Smith, you're my boy. Really speaking on Mad Dog. Really speaking on Mad Dog. Um, Stephen A. Smith, you're my boy. You're my boy. And I need you to hold him accountable, okay? I need you to keep going at him every single day. Don't let it stop. Um, but a deal's a deal. I agree. Like, you got to, you got to, you can't back out of that one, Mad Dog. You got to do something. I don't know if you're talking about TV, radio, but I do like Howard Stern's thought about walking with a billboard saying that I am um, whatever, a liar and an a hole. <laughs> In Midtown Manhattan for half a day. That'll do it for me. But I ain't going to forgive you until you do something unbelievable. Maybe show up here and say you're sorry to the entire team. All right, CC. If a guy said this about your team, 
oh, the Giants couldn't come back. Giants can't beat the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And then you did that. And they said, I'll retire if that happens. Would walking around New York City with a humiliating billboard in a bathing suit be satisfactory for you? No, that's not enough for me. That's not enough <laughs> so for Howard, me. now Howard, no, no, I listen, and, and, I, and I love what Tory Lovello is doing, <laughs> yeah. holding dogs' feet to the fire. Yeah. But I'm gonna take it up. I'm gonna one up Tory Lovello on this one. Okay, go for it. Mad Dog, right? Should have to, in addition to having his weekend gummy after the dog walk, drink a bottle of Mad Dog. Mad dog drinking a bottle. Because here's the thing. Nothing says regret like a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. So Mad Dog, I'm sure, regrets saying that he would retire. Right. So in order for him to eat his words, or in this case, drink his words, Mm. he should take the gummy after the dog walk and then have to drink a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. Small as you went on that? He's going to regret that the next day. Exactly. exactly. And he would think twice before saying something like he said a few days ago. To me, me, that's the stakes. Does it have to be done here, though? But I was going to say that the Diamondbacks want him to be embarrassed publicly because he made the statement very pointedly publicly. So that's why I think they wanted to walk around Manhattan so that people can look at him and be like, you were wrong. Well, we could do it on social media. You could show him on social media drinking the Mad Dog 2020. I'm just saying. Do you think Mad- it needs to be a live stream? Yeah, something like that. Something we could like do that. that. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so I've, I've known him for a long time. I worked with him and for him yeah. for 12 years. Um, he doesn't know how to turn on a computer. He doesn't have email. His wife and family has to do all of this for him. The yeah, idea sure. of a live stream, he would have to come here. He well, could not do that. He couldn't do that? So nobody could record him there on social media? There is a famous media? story when he started at SiriusXM that when they said, hey, can we set up your computer, take mm-hmm. the mouse, he lifted the mouse in the air and started waving it. <laughs> I love that. He did not I know how that. to use a computer. Love it. Like physically took it up, I'm using my phone now, and started waving it in the air because he didn't understand the concept of a mouse. That's hilarious to me. That's a true so, story. So I mean, what should, what should be the punishment, Smalls? If it's not that, then what? Hmm, this one's tough. Because he's not going to retire. He is no. going to Arizona for the World Series. I do think something, if they win him a part of that, like, because think about it. If you had a guy that did that or a gal that did that to you guys, you would want them to almost become a so fan So maybe of instead team. of spraying each other with champagne, they, they all spray dog oh. with champagne. But that oh. seems like a that's not a punishment. Yeah, like, punishment? oh, I didn't believe in you, and now I get to party with you after yeah, you true. win? No, that's not that's it. True. That yeah. sounds like a great punishment. Yeah, wow. then I'm going to go that. after the Chiefs right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles are like, terrible. They're never going to win anything. Yeah, to the Eagles, Chiefs, and Niners. So, I mean, what, what's the punishment then? I think it's going to be what it is. I think he's going to have to walk around New York City with the sign and everything. I think they're going to have to. Maybe a suspension. Suspension? Well, what does he love the most? Like, is there a. Gummies. Maybe he can't have that for a month. Or he's something? nodding his head. Just no, no gummies. What about if he has to take batting practice against the Diamondbacks? No, pitching? you know no. what? Man, how about this? How about he calls Fat Rob and he has to bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks every game of the World Series? Love it. Love it. Boom. That's, that's, that's his boom. That's his friend that he boom. considers a bookie, but also that guy is a is a priest. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. That's his punishment. He has to bet 10K. on he has to Ten bet on guys. the snakes every single game of the World Series. Love it. There it is. That, that is a great That's one. a great punishment. And that could cost you $70,000. It's second to drinking a bottle of Mad Dog. Well, you can do both. Yeah. Same that thing. sounds painful. I think you'll be the bottle of Mad Dog if you put 10 dimes on the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series. We are on to Greeny and Monday. We're coming up next at ESPN Radio and Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.